I'm Anna Webb. Welcome to A Dog's Life. Hey, Mr. Binks. You know that sometimes in relationships, it gets to the point where they say it's me or the dog. But you know, that would never happen with you because you are the man in my life. You are Mr. Binks. But that's why we're jumping on Zoom now to talk to the award-winning podcaster and comedian extraordinaire, Rosie Wilby, about her new book called The Breakup Monologues, about how dogs can help keep relationships together and sometimes drive relationships apart. Rosie Wilby, welcome to A Dog's Life. Oh, hello, Anna. It's so lovely to be joining you. Thanks for joining because I am a bit in awe. You know, you are a multi-award winning podcaster, (laughs) famous comedian and the author of what really is a landmark book, I would say, you know, the breakup monologues. Tell us a bit more about this. Oh, well, thank you for saying it's a landmark book. That's that sounds impressive. That sounds awesome, doesn't it? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, well look, breakups um, are something everyone listening has gone yeah. through and I think this oh is, my god yeah I mean massive yeah and the way you talk about breakups is kind of almost at times becoming an addictive cycle in life you know <laughs> yes. and the other thing oh please exemplify this kind of jumping ahead a bit here but something I believe completely about life is this that tragedy through time equals comedy Yes. Oh, absolutely. And I guess we should also explain the reason I'm on this podcast is there's quite a strong thread throughout the book about having pets and in particular our dog and stories about how dogs can keep us together after a breakup or can help us kind of meet lots of new friends when we find ourselves single um, and how, you know, having a dog has sort of ultimately really enhanced my relationship even though at first having been a cat person I kind of found having a dog quite quite stressful and quite challenging um, because she was quite a naughty puppy Um, but that's another little strand of as you say a book all about breakups which is based on my podcast The Breakup Monologues which has been going a few years now in little short seasons as and when I, I get time among all the comedy gigs and comedy nights and Uh, Yeah, I took some of my very favourite stories and insights about relationships from the podcast and sort of merged those with some real science about how heartbreak works in the brain and my own story about finally trying to stay in a relationship, having perhaps, I hope, learnt something from all those past breakups. But as you say, I also talk about the the kind of rather joyous and optimistic and an uplifting side of breakups, which is this kind of sense of freedom that we can feel after we come out of a relationship where we suddenly take on new challenges and uh, embark on new adventures and rather reinvent ourselves and, and feel like it's a time of transformation. So yes, like you say, breakups can sort of become addictive in that way. And, and that's another reason why I may have had a few. Yes, it's interesting. And of course, you know, dogs, yes, you know, there's that expression, it's me or the dog. Um, (laughs) And dogs, I think, can break up relationships just as they can help heal and keep them together, to be honest. And in in your chapter, Till Dog Do Us Part, which... 
obviously was, was the first. I was proud of that chapter title. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was the first one I read, you know, and then you obviously is a, a case study um, as, as to exemplify what can go hideously wrong when a puppy came yeah. into a couple's life. <laughs> yes. And, you know, the girl, you know, walked out and that was that and went to camp at her mum's just with a swimming <laughs> costume and yes, a dressing right. gown. I've never laughed so much. And then comes back to get some more clothes to find this poor puppy alone, distraught, no water, like the bloke had obviously seriously messed it all up. And so, yep. you know, she took the puppy and um, they lived happily ever after. But, you know, in your own relationship as well with the little brown puppy. <laughs> <laughs> Who is yeah. the little brown puppy? <laughs> well, yes, our, our lovely dog, who is now three, actually. But I do tell the story of first going to get her and choose one of these wonderful litter of Bockers, the uh, the breeders were calling them. That's a cross between a cocker and a beagle, mm-hmm. and we hadn't quite realised what we were taking on because they're both quite um, <laughs> interesting breeds. Um, I was in going the- to say, Rosie, <laughs> I bet she loves to go sniffing. Oh my goodness, she can run off for hours in the woods if she gets a scent, and we are just chasing around hopelessly after her. So we've had to invest in a tracker so that we can see where she is. And we've often had calls from people saying, oh, we've got your dog. And we're like, yes, we're just behind, just panting and out of breath because we've been chasing her for hours. Um, So it's been interesting because... Yeah, she has that beagle nose and that sort of slight willfulness and the terrible recall, um, but also the cocker spaniel energy, and she can just run and run and run. So, uh, yeah, I mean, she, uh, but she's wonderful. Um, I have completely fallen in love with her. I think when she was a puppy, I was a bit daunted by the whole thing um, because it is really hard work when you have a puppy. It is really like having a human baby. Um, you know, they're sort of weeing and pooing and, and need cuddles and and cry when you leave the room and <laughs> um they're always chewing things and you think oh my god don't chew that don't put that in your mouth you know because it's either gonna harm them or it's probably even more likely something very expensive of yours like a <laughs> pair of designer glasses or something <laughs> that they've completely eaten so uh yeah, yeah it's been a really interesting journey and i think it does kind of kind of make you connect with the world in a different way when you have a dog. I mean, I'd had cats before and they are wonderful, but I think cats, you can sort of enjoy that sort of solitary time having a cuddle with your cat and it sort of enhances your aloneness in a way like it, that, like when you are alone, you feel less alone because you've got a, cu- a cuddle with your cat. Whereas with a dog, it sort of enhances your social, social, sociability out in the world because it makes you talk to people. You talk to people on dog walks that are just complete strangers and they just ask you, oh, what's her name? How old is she? Or actually, I've noticed a lot of people say, how old is he? Because um, in this patriarchal world, they always assume every dog is a he. 
Oh, it's so funny. I have that actually with yeah. my bull terrier, Prudence. And I always go, well, she is three. <laughs> yes. And that's actually quite funny because dogs are actually matriarchal. So in a pack yeah. of wolves, um, it's it's the woman's in charge. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the, the alpha female will always eat before the alpha male. Isn't that interesting? Another oh, aspect of dogdom. Yes. You see, I've got a cat as well, Rosie, who I adore. I adore. And you're right. They are so much more independent and they are in a way I think a little bit more telepathic in a way than <laughs> dogs although I do believe in um, telepathy actually between dogs and and their owners that's a, yeah. um, something for another podcast but it is that that social network that dogs are without social media that I guess has really been brought to light through lockdown with this huge puppy boom people taking on puppies um, because they're isolated and lonely and they do help you reach out but that mm. sometimes maybe can be a bit anthemina in a relationship because you know you might be out walking uh, dolly and mm. meet someone so in a relationship <laughs> environment maybe it causes a bit of jealousy I've known in my relationships the dog became the big thing you know it's yeah. my dog don't touch my dog no don't walk my dog uh, I'm feeding the dog I'm training the dog um when we broke up my dog comes with me now there's no issue well, of custody but there's all the that custody now. thing yeah that yeah. is a big issue and I do touch on that as well in the book um because that that's a big big deal pet custody um and I think particularly with dogs people can just feel so heartbroken if if the dog you know is that if they're not going to be able to to keep the dog and I mean we did have you know my girlfriend and I who I call girlfriend in the book we we have a really healthy and mature relationship where when we do have an argument we are usually able to sort it out and communicate about it but we did have one horrendous row um in the autumn last year during the sort of second of the lockdowns which I suppose that second lockdown felt a bit of a drag because I think we'd got through the first one okay because the weather was lovely and it sort of felt like oh well this won't last too long <laughs> um, yeah but, uh, yeah then the, then was just more lockdown and we were you know together in the house and it just felt like oh no we've got to do still do this and also um interestingly um before the second lockdown we had got engaged uh, which is is lovely and we're planning the wedding for next year and that's the kind of happy ending to my book about breakups is that maybe I have learned to stay in a relationship from all the experts and academics and friends and fellow comedians that I've spoken to um, but we did have this terrible terrible row and I went to bed that night in the spare room thinking to myself I am going to walk out tomorrow um, I'm going to and I was sort of mentally packing my bags but the thing that really got me in that moment was oh god but I can't leave Dolly I can't bear the thought of that and I think in that terrible moment when I was thinking irrationally and and you know thinking I wanted to leave my relationship just for a, a very short time it was really the dog that pulled me back in. And then, of course, you start thinking about your partner and all the history and memories that you've started creating and the life you've started building together and the fact that you do actually love them, even though you're really angry and annoyed with them at that particular moment. Yeah, and it's as though the dog kind of represents the relationship there. For me, I believe that dogs fulfill the one thing, Rosie, that is missing in the human condition, which oh. is 
unconditional love dogs have it they do have it and it's a cliche but humans don't have that Uh, I honestly believe it is missing and I believe (laughs) that's why we domesticated the dog right to fulfill that (laughs) one chink and that that is what keeps us together that's the lure that is man's best friend no one can really define it we all procrastinate about it all and trying to find why we love our dogs more than most people at least I'm speaking well yeah I am speaking for myself here. Uh, I love my but a lot of people any too. other person. Yeah, exactly. And it's almost that humbling experience that you do pick up their poo. You you do mop <laughs> up their sick. You're quite happy to yes. do that. You do spend thousands at the vets, and you don't even think about it. You know, you know, you haven't got the money, but you just don't care to yeah. save your dog's life. Oh yeah, and, God, and, and yeah. it's like, would you? do that for most people I don't know <laughs> not sure not sure but yeah, but, that, yeah. but but it gives you the perspective to then look at people in a different way yeah yeah I think so but the, the interesting thing with with Dolly our dog is that I mean she does love um, myself and, and my partner and we are her mums and of course we feel incredibly special that she has this connection with us and we're her family but she's such a happy affectionate dog she does go up to everybody for cuddles and attention and goes up to them wagging her tail and so sometimes I think I wonder if we really are special or she just loves everybody and everything she seems to just love life she's such a happy dog Um, But I think we must be special. Sometimes I worry that we're not. (laughs) Oh, no, don't be silly. It's it's pre-programmed in her. I mean, being the mix she is, a beagle, I mean, crumbs probably (laughs) are one of the most difficult dogs to own. Um, (laughs) Friends of mine were saying only the other night, actually, because they used to have two beagles, and they said, oh, we'll never have another beagle. The effort (laughs) they had to go to 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 leave, uh, you know, to go out on an evening, they had to barricade the fridge. (laughs) because the dogs could open the fridge oh, God. oh of these stories of their beagles you know it has you know really really you know um gets you laughing without a doubt and makes you think mm, maybe a beagle isn't the dog for me in the future so I admire <laughs> that you've taken on this mix you know yeah um, I mean she she's so gorgeous and affectionate um so and she also loves the cats as well which is is so great um so she is she is wonderful but but yeah, it's interesting. We do see other beagle owners when we're out on walks and they've always got them on leads or, you know, they're kind of going, oh, you know, the recall's not great. Um, so we always have a conversation about that. Yeah, but it is that energy, that kind of joy of life that because dogs just love to have fun. And I think us humans, we we do speak about myself here, Rosie, but I get very (laughs) bogged down, you know, very intense. And oh, God, you know, when I wake up and they go, no, I've got to write a 3000 word feature. And, uh, you know, (laughs) your stomach sinks and you just think life's so heavy. But dogs don't think that, you know, they are in that moment, which is a another cliche expression but I just think it's that they they just want to have fun it's quite simple life should be fun you eat you sleep have fun and if we can learn um from dogs and really put it into practice it might help with you know breakups or not 
Yeah, I guess so. I mean, yeah, it's difficult to kind of think about how you're going to have fun when you're in the immediate aftermath of a breakup. But like I say, I think um, a little bit later on down the process, we can um, start to reinvent ourselves. And that can be fun whilst we're still sorting out all the painful stuff and our, you know, some of our negative emotions around the breakup and relationship and what what happened and what went wrong and, and kind of understanding and processing all of that. But yeah, I think you're right. We could totally take a leaf from from dogs, um, take a leaf from dogs' books. Um, but yeah, I mean, the one thing that is tricky um, for us with Dolly, because she loves everybody, is that now I don't know if you've got any advice about this, Anna, but she loves going to anybody who's got treats. And because she's just so waggy tailed and gorgeous, um, everybody is giving her treats. I can go on a walk and the lollipop lady has given her a treat. There's a man that regularly walks in the park that always gives her treats. The, the women at the pet shop give her treats. And she's starting, I mean, I wouldn't say she's fat, but you know, the vet sort of very politely said, I'm not sure I can feel her ribs (laughs) so she's just starting to put on a little bit of weight because everybody she's so friendly and runs up to everyone with a waggy tail and if they've got treats they go oh you know I mean some people ask and go can I give her a treat and I'll um, then I could say or maybe just you know one tiny one or no sorry you know she's starting to starting to put on weight so no no thank you um but but some people just do it don't they oh I Um, know it's I hate that and I think it's really rude I mean imagine if they did that to your your child you'd be up in arms (laughs) you know it just wouldn't happen it just wouldn't wouldn't if they just held out a Mars bar or something (laughs) exactly it's just um you know my suggestion might be Rosie you need to be more interesting than those people with the treats and the way to do that is to tap into her cocker spaniel I think and take a toy out with you on your walks like a rope toy that you only take out with you on the walks that you might practice playing with indoors you know um good uh, because dogs love to play tug so if you get really interested in playing a game of tug and you've got one special rope toy look I've got the special rope (laughs) then that should um be more interesting than treats Mm -hmm. because I'm I'm a great believer that play with dogs is the great reward mechanism yes Mm. treats obviously work but (laughs) some dogs after a while get bored of food you know that's quite a common thing yeah and then and some dogs aren't food motivated and then what do you do in those instances you have to use play so have a think of that think about playing with her more playing tug with a rope toy and taking a rope out on the walk but it never ceases to amaze me you know how people will come running up to dogs you know complete strangers and they encourage your dog to jump up and do all these things oh thinking, I no, know no 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 four feet on the floor <laughs> yeah and they're going yeah. oh we don't mind we love dogs and I'm going and it's like no but then she'll do it to everybody else including people who really don't want it exactly or you know (laughs) toddlers that she might knock over by accident and then you know but um going back to the book something I particularly noticed because I I feel in my own life you know I kind of go backwards then yeah forwards and then backwards and forwards a lot and you 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 really summarize that with this amazing illustration of a butterfly where you're going backwards down a wing and then you go up forwards on up 
on a on a wing and it's kind of like that palindrome thing which I love because Anna mm. obviously is a palindrome so I oh I yes thought, yeah yeah so well the idea of the structure to the book is um very early on in the prologue I say what if we could view our relationships as palindromes and somehow mentally travel backwards through our relationships you know back to the start back to the beginning because that's exciting anyway because it cultivates this idea that beginnings are endings and endings are beginnings in in a sense in that even the ending of a relationship is still the beginning of a new phase in your life and so if we start thinking of time you know not being linear and being able to mentally travel through time in different directions it it perhaps helps us to realize that not everything is you know finite and fixed and we can always we can always travel and we will end up probably you know back in a relationship um and so I really wanted to convey that sense because I've also done my solo show about breakups that I toured to Edinburgh Fringe and festivals around the world kind of did have a non-linear timeline because you sort of knew right at the beginning that the relationship had ended and then you found out how it began which took on a bit of sweet quality and I like playing around with time and so the idea that you can sort of look backwards through the relationship and then move forwards through the same time period sort of informed by what you've observed by by looking back through it and I just really like this idea of the butterfly painting and the symmetry of that and we've also reflected the symmetry the slight, just slightly off symmetry in the cover design that Bloomsbury have done for the book as well. So I'm really glad that you've picked up on that. I I really enjoyed writing something. You know, it's quite challenging to think about writing backwards um, and how then writing forwards and having some of the same events happen in the two halves of the book, but also some different events and how that all slotted together. It was a really interesting and fun writing challenge for me. But I also quite like there are a few little different animal references in the book as well and a few people have enjoyed my analogy of uh, the moths of doom which is the inverse to the butterflies of love that you feel in your tummy when you're all excited and the, the moths of doom is the sort of anxiety you feel when you know it's all going wrong yeah yeah and it is that constant juggling I think but I I loved um the breakup monologue monologues monologues <laughs> it's very that, be? that would be amazing <laughs> can you imagine that but it's, it's really quite Virginia Woolf isn't it really I mean uh, are you a Virginia Woolf fan oh gosh <laughs> well, uh, yeah I mean who isn't you know Virginia Woolf my goodness but no one else has said that so that's very exciting wow <laughs> yeah it's the first thing I thought to be honest with you but it's it's like they always say don't they time is a great healer and and it is that um you know everyone has tragedy everyone has heartbreak so everyone can relate to this book um you know just death is heartbreak as well and is like a breakup Mm. you know that's a whole nother kind of aspect to talk about maybe not now but you know um and grief which makes you go backwards and forwards and revolve you know when water's going down a plug hole and it's kind of just floating above you're spinning you know you feel yeah that kind of feeling sometimes but through tragedy we've got to have it Shakespeare taught us this right that yeah through the time that is the great healer, you come out laughing, or hopefully you do. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. And that's certainly the idea with my book, is that people will feel less alone 
because they can see the humor in how some other people have responded to being dumped or being heartbroken. And we can sort of all feel like we're part of this community who's been through an experience and, and come out of the other side. And yes, as you say, maybe found some humor once some time has passed. <laughs> yes, yes. So where can people buy the book? So the breakup monologues is, and oh, the t- subtitle of the book is The Unexpected Joy of Heartbreak. So there is obviously a slightly optimistic tone as well. Um, but the breakup monologues is available in all your good bookshops. It's obviously available online from Amazon and Waterstones and tons of independent bookshops. There's a website called bookshop.org where you can find it as well, which supports independent bookshops. But all your local stores and indie shops um you should be able to order it in you should be able to go in and ask for it and in fact plenty of bookshops do have it on display on the shelves lots of branches of waterstones around the country so yeah i i you know i'd love to hear from people if they've bought the book if they've started reading it and they're enjoying it um you know do look me up on twitter i'm at rosie will be there and i'm on instagram at breakup monologues fantastic rosie and then of course The book will entice everyone to tune in and subscribe to your podcast of the same name, right? I hope so, yes. (laughs) <laughs> well, I'm subscribed. I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. I listened to two episodes um, in the bath this morning, actually, which was fantastic. <laughs> Getting all G'd up. And any advice you need with Dolly, I'd love to meet Dolly and, um, oh. and see if um, we could do anything to help perfect her recall. Oh, yes. Gosh, that would be amazing. Yes. I mean, she's not as bad as she used to be, but she still there was there'll still be a day where she (laughs) she she relapses. You know, if there's a very exciting scent of a deer or a fox or something that she just she (laughs) she has to follow. (laughs) I know. Follow their noses. Oh, well, Rosie, thank you so much for joining me on A Dog's Life. And um, I urge everyone to read the breakup monologues. It is hilarious. It makes you cry. And the dog sees you through the day. (laughs) Thank you, Anna. Well, Mr. Binks, that's our show. What did you think? Yes, don't worry. You are the main man in my life. And what's that? Yes, it is time for Woof of the Week. I believe dogs fulfill the one thing that the human condition lacks, which is unconditional love. And I hope you all enjoyed it. If you did, please rate and review the show wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks to Mike Hansen, my very patient producer. You can learn more about him and Pod People Productions at Pod People UK. Thanks, of course, to Rosie and all the links to the breakup monologues and to her podcast of the same name is in the show notes. For more about me, I'm at Anna Webb Dogs. And why not have a little nose around my website, which is annaweb.co.uk. What's that, Mr. Binks? Yes, we will be back in your feed next Sunday. So why don't you subscribe for free now and then you'll never miss another show. See you next week. Bye for now.
people.